Thank you for tuning in to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort and hope.
Songs of Praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a close relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ.
Father, hear your children call. Humbly at your feet we fall. Prodigals confessing all. To the cross we bring our blame, all our lifelong sin and shame. In penitence we breathe your name. Penitent, we breathe your name. By your love, by your grace, by the blood of Jesus, wash our sins away. Make us new today, and hear us as we pray. Pray for eyes to see where we're bound. Lord, make us free. Stained, we plead for purity. Where we're sick, apply your cure. Take our guilt and make us pure. For your mercy, Lord, is sure. For your mercy, Lord, is sure. By your love, by your grace, by the blood of Jesus, wash our sins away. Make us new today, and hear us as we pray. Lord, we have no other place to go.
We'll understand it all by and by when we see Jesus coming in glory. We'll understand it all by and by. Farther along, we'll know all about it. Farther along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brother. Sunshine, we'll understand it all by and by. We'll understand it all by and by.
If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week. Yeah. 
faith you'll receive, for God answers prayer, for God answers prayer. Staff and rock. 
gracious God. When I reach that place that is mine by grace, I will know Jesus led me home. Savior, shepherd, Lord, always went before. Sweetest journey that I have ever known. Lord, I know I am prone to wander far away from your staff and rod. But I can't go so far, you can't leave me homeward. Loving shepherd, gracious God. There's a loving shepherd leading me where the older sheep have trod. He is guiding, guarding, feeding, leading, loving shepherd, gracious God, loving shepherd, gracious God. In a stable in the town of Bethlehem a baby is born to save fallen man but he was rejected they cried crucify and as a humble man Jesus had to die Placed in a borrowed tomb But just till day three When out from the grave he arose In mighty victory He died as the lamb But he rose as the lion To the conqueror of Calvary Death bowed his knee Bowed the knee Bow the knee as heaven's angels start to sing. Holy, holy to the Christ of Calvary. All of heaven and earth to King Jesus bow the knee. I can see old Satan. As he enters the room, his time is almost over. Soon he'll meet his doom. He will live in hell for all eternity. But before he leaves Christ's presence, he must bow the knee. Now this is something 
that he has never done. What great humiliation to bow before God's Son. But his leg begins to tremble, his fear is plain to see. And then before the throne of God, Satan bows his knee. Bow the knee to the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Bow the knee as heaven's angels start to sing. Invite your family and friends to also enjoy songs of praise.
a place where peace shall reign forever and sighs and tears they'll never come beyond the gates beyond the sunset new life Jesus likeness and forevermore we shall live on oh I want to meet all you Christian brothers and I'll look for you when that morn shall dawn beyond
We here at 3ABN Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator. 
who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Ellen White. Continuing chapter 35, A True Knowledge of God. Subheading, The Knowledge That Works Transformation. The knowledge of God as revealed in Christ is the knowledge that all who are saved must have. It is the knowledge that works transformation of character. This knowledge received will recreate the soul in the image of God. It will impart to the whole being a spiritual power that is divine. We all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 Of his own life the Saviour said, I have kept my Father's commandments. John 15 verse 10 The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. John 8 29 As Jesus was in human nature, so God means his followers to be. In his strength we are to live the life of purity and nobility, which the Saviour lived. For this cause, Paul says, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth all understanding, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 19. We do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being faithful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Colossians 1 verses 9 to 11. This is the knowledge which God is inviting us to receive, and beside which all else is vanity and nothingness. End of chapter 35. Chapter 36. Danger in Speculative Knowledge. One of the greatest evils that attends the quest of knowledge, the investigations of science, is the disposition to exalt human reasoning above its true value and its proper sphere. Many attempt to judge of the Creator and His works by their own imperfect knowledge of science. 
They endeavor to determine the nature and attributes and prerogatives of God and indulge in speculative theories concerning the Infinite One. Those who engage in this line of study are treading upon forbidden ground. Their research will yield no valuable results and can be pursued only at the peril of the soul. Our first parents were led into sins through indulging in a desire for knowledge that God hath withheld from them. In seeking to gain this knowledge, they lost all that was worth possessing. If Adam and Eve had never touched the forbidden tree, God would have imparted to them knowledge, knowledge upon which rested no curse of sin, knowledge that would have brought them everlasting joy. All that they gained by listening to the tempter was an acquaintance with sin and its results. By their disobedience, humanity was estranged from God and the earth was separated from heaven. The lesson is for us. The field into which Satan led our first parents is the same to which he is alluring men today. He is flooding the world with pleasing fables. By every device at his command, he tempts men to speculate in regard to God. Thus he seeks to prevent them from obtaining that knowledge of God, which is salvation. Subheading Pantheistic Theories Today, there are coming into educational institutions and into the churches everywhere spiritualistic teachings that undermine faith in God and His Word. The theory that God is an essence pervading all nature is received by many who profess to believe the Scriptures. But however beautifully clothed, this theory is a most dangerous deception. It misrepresents God and is a dishonor to his greatness and majesty. And it surely tends not only to mislead, but to debase men. Darkness in its element, sensuality in its sphere. The result of accepting it is separation from God, and to fallen human nature this means ruin. Our condition through sin is unnatural, and the power that restores us must be supernatural, else it has no value. There is but one power that can break the hold of evil from the hearts of men, and that is the power of God in Jesus Christ. Only through the blood of the crucified one is there cleansing from sin. His grace alone can enable us to resist and subdue the tendencies of our fallen nature. The spiritualistic theories concerning God make His grace of no effect. If God is an essence pervading all nature, then He dwells in all men. And in order to attain holiness, man has only to develop the power within him. These theories, followed to their logical conclusion, sweep away the whole Christian economy. They do away with a necessity for the atonement and make man his own saviour. These theories regarding God make his word of no effect, and those who accept them are in great danger of being led finally to look upon the whole Bible as fiction. 
they may regard virtue as better than vice. But having shut out God from his rightful position of sovereignty, they place their dependence upon human power, which without God is worthless. The unaided human will has no real power to resist and overcome evil. The defences of the soul are broken down. Man has no barrier against sin. When once the restraints of God's word and his spirit are rejected, we know not to what depths a person may sink. Proverbs 30 verses 5 and 6 and Proverbs 5 verse 22 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to them that put their trust in him. Add not to his words, lest he reprove you and you be found a liar. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. Subheading, Searching into Divine Mysteries The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 The revelation of himself that God has given in his word is for our study. This we may seek to understand. But beyond this we are not to penetrate. The highest intellect may tax itself until it is wearied out in conjectures regarding the nature of God. But the effort will be fruitless. This problem has not been given to us to solve. No human mind can comprehend God. None are to indulge in speculation regarding his nature. Here, silence is eloquence. The omniscient one is above discussion. Even the angels were not permitted to share the counsels between the Father and the Son when the plan of salvation was laid. And human beings are not to intrude into the secrets of the Most High. We are as ignorant as little children, but as little children we may love and obey him. Instead of speculating in regard to his nature or his prerogatives, let us give heed to the words he has spoken in Job 11 verses 7 to 9 and then again in Job 28 verses 12 to 28. Can you, by searching, find out God? Can you find out the Almighty unto perfection? It is as high as the heaven. What can you do? Deeper than hell. What can you know? The measure thereof is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. Where shall wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. The deep says, It is not in me. The sea says, It is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold. Neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir with the precious onyx or the sapphire. The gold and the crystal cannot equal it. The exchange of it shall not be for jewels of fine gold. 
No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Whence then comes wisdom? And where is the place of understanding? Destruction and death say, We have heard the fame thereof with our ears. God understands the way thereof, and he knows the place thereof. For he looks to the ends of the earth, and he sees under the whole heaven, when he made a decree for the rain, and a way for the lightning of the thunder. Then did he see it and declare it. He prepared it, yes, and searched it out. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book, The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. two-tip lady and I love to help make life more simple. Do you ever feel scared about an appointment that's looming closer and closer? Well I did the other day. But I had an idea and I asked myself two questions and those questions and my answers helped me such a lot because I really was scared. They might help you too. Do you detest going to the dentist? Do you ever feel sorry for dentists? I do. Nobody I know loves to go to dental appointments, especially when you know ahead of time it's going to be a long, uncomfortable ordeal and probably painful. Well, I had to go. I had to endure. So I had a choice. I could clench my teeth. (laughs) That's a bit hard with my mouth jammed wide open. Or I could clench my fists and fingers and toes and suffer through it. But I asked myself a question instead. Here it is. What would a calm person do? So I thought, oh, okay. I guess I'd stop tensing up my fingers, clenching both my hands together, and I'll deliberately let them feel loose. Hmm, what else would a calm person do? Well, a calm person would probably just allow their body to sink into the chair. They wouldn't sit there like a hardboard, tense and ready to spring out and snap. And then I thought, since they make me wear those sunglasses, I'm just going to shut my eyes. I won't see those scary, nasty, sharp things that are diving towards my mouth. And as I shut my eyes, maybe a feeling of calm will come. Now, since my eyes were shut, I had to think about something. And I remembered from years ago when we lived in Polynesia that when I was feeling particularly ruffled about things... I'd put my snorkel on and put my goggles on and I'd hike over the road to the ocean, wriggle into my flippers and dive in. I'd snorkel and goggle my troubles away. I'd sail over the top of brightly coloured fish as I floated absolutely effortlessly while admiring the sea anemones, the swaying seaweed and the gorgeous coloured coral. I remember this all so vividly. But 
it actually gave me a feeling of calm as I lay in the chair with those silly sunglasses on. And that hour passed with happy memories floating in and out while my mouth was suffering great indignities. But I didn't care so much because I had asked myself, what would a calm person do? So there's tip number one. Ask yourself, what would a calm person do? Then I think you'd agree with me that there are a lot of things going on in the world these days that look pretty scary. And if you're a news watcher, you can feel real anxiety and fear. So when that fear comes banging on my door, I have another question I ask myself. Here comes tip number two. What would a hopeful person do? Hmm... I ask myself, what would a hopeful person do? Hopeful? That's someone who expects things to get better, someone who thinks things are going to improve, someone who won't give in to the gloom and doom. Do you know what they would do? Even though the big picture of everything and how everything is going to pan out isn't clear, you know what they'd do? They'd simply take the next step. Now, what's the next step? Something earth-shaking, mind-blowing, huge, enormous. What's the next step? Just ask yourself. Well, you might be needing to hang out the clothes. It might be running out to the garden and poking in some new little plants. It might be just something really, really simple, like getting the next meal ready. But it's the next step that you need to take because I can guarantee that if you actually take the next step, when you're feeling hopeless... That feeling of hopelessness is going to vanish because your thinking will change. And changing that fear thinking to hopeful thinking and acting is so life-giving and important. So here's my two tips today. Ask yourself two questions when you're scared. Tip number one, what would a calm person do? Tip number two, what would a hopeful person do? and then go on, go and do those things because your ruffled feathers will settle and the pit of fear in your stomach will go away. I know, that's what I do and you can too. That's it from the two-tip lady who loves to help make your life less complicated and more simple. 